Not Quite Cool is a podcast that contains spoilers, opinions, and general nonsense. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, Keith, how you feeling? I'm feeling uh, much, much better. Good. That was rough. That was rough, rough. Hey, Chad, not to be left out, how you feeling? I feel amazing. Chad's going to want to feel good. That's awesome. It's good to see that Keith can sit comfortably. That's nice. Very good. Hemorrhoids are pretty horrible, aren't they, Keith? I wish I've it, heard. I wish it was a hemorrhoid. I'm, I'm, <laughs> fuck it, I'm going to say this. So I had a, a biopsy in that area, in my um, my ass area, I guess. I had two of them uh, because I, I'm a cancer patient previously. And so they wanted to make sure everything was okay. But prior to that, two days before it, I had my COVID vaccine, the second one. So the morning of the first biopsy, immediately after it was done, that's when my chills and fever started. Nice. Um, and then when I went in for this, so my fever got up to 100.4. And then I went in to get my second biopsy. And then my fever, my temperature crashed as the fever broke. And it went down to 89 degrees. Um, so they had to put me on oxygen and monitor me and get me back warm enough. They're like, okay, you're at 94.6. Now we can cut you open. And I'm like, oh, God, this is the worst day ever. So it was just fucking miserable. Day. I've never had a fever that high. I've never had a fever go 104. I've heard of people with a fever that high, but I've never heard of anyone in the 80s that yeah. low. That is amazing. Yeah. And it so... Did you almost die? Like I'm not. I'm, I don't know what an 89 temperature is. So yeah. So the so initially, and that was the truncated version of the story. When I came in, my fever had broken, and so I was just sweating everywhere. And they took my my temperature, and it was 91 degrees. And where I was at was like a, a sort of like near the nurses station. So it was just a curtain separating me and Emory from the the nurses station. And I hear someone go 91 degrees. That's not fucking right. He'd be dead. And then I'm like. <gasps> that's my temperature and they rush in and they're like are you feeling all right can you breathe okay and i'm like not now <laughs> why <laughs> so <laughs> they start doing all this stuff and then when they checked it that time it was 89 and they got even more scared and like started calling people in and all that jazz so but i felt fine the entire time in fact i felt so much better than i had been feeling because my fever had broke right so oh, it was rough it was rough. So for the listeners at home, that's why we missed the week. So Blanky, it's his yeah. freaking fault, yeah. obviously. Obviously. Jeez. I also think Rob was like in Florida or something, or it was the Sabbath, and he was, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Are you like looking for your retirement home already, Rob? Is that looking for it. I found it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lovely little villa down in Boca with all the tribe members. <laughs> Fabulous. No, I just, <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's hot. It's, it, it's, yeah, it's, my, my week was, was a lunacy. You think Keith had a bad week? <laughs> 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 he was, he may have gotten to 104 degrees, but oh, it was 96 in Florida. And the humidity was, like, oh, yeah. so, you know, <laughs> you think you had a bad week. <laughs> you know, I've, I've heard of 104 degree temperature. I just don't think I've ever met anybody with like one before. This is, I'm honored that, that you're part of our podcast. Yeah, it was I just can't believe you're more 
enamored about the 104. People get 104 temperatures. It's the 89 that's insane to me. That is crazy. Yeah, that, that's that's ridiculous. That's, that's just such a weird number. I think he made that number up. That's why I no, like it a lot. I swear. I just, I'm a, a medical experiment gone awry is what you I am. You are just, uh, he'll do anything to try to get to 69. Even drop his temperature in any way possible. I don't know. <laughs> What the hell? Well, today's today's uh, Bill Ted Bill and Ted Day. It's six nine, sixty nine, dudes. That's the when you write it down. Nice, mm-hmm. that's awesome. I didn't know that. No. You really, the way you dropped that was very low key. Oh, low key. Okay, that's nice. Um, let's talk about that. Let's get get off this insanity. So uh, Marvel dropped their uh, third series today. Um, Loki. You can't trust me. Loki, I've studied almost every moment of your entire life. You've literally stabbed people in the back like 50 times. Why never do it again? Based on the variant Loki that we saw at the end of Endgame, um, when he grabbed the Tesseract. in terms from the show. That was uh, so good. And uh, right, he was right next to Spectral Vision. No, no, he wasn't yes. next to Spectral Vision. <laughs> uh, never mind. Uh, move, moving on. And um, so this takes right then and there, but uh, let's go with our, let's just talk about a little bit in generalities. And uh, were you hyped for this show? Were you excited for it? Did you give two shits? Do you even care to be here? What's going on? Keith Brooks, Chad Dowdy. Uh, I, I, you know, I wanted to see the show, but I, I didn't have the highest of hopes for it or whatever. I just thought it would be meh, whatever. There were some cool concepts to it, um, but it didn't have me... As psyched maybe as other shows did but this is my favorite of all the shows they've released so far like that first episode i thought was just fucking great you know i find i find it funny that you there was no excitement for it at all that you were kind of just as if even the worst of the marvel cinematic yeah. universe movies even like the, what, what people consider to be the worst iron man 2 fucking loved it you know loved uh loved the, the first hulk movie really enjoyed it thor the dark world i can watch it over and over again it cracks me up to think that this would be like, I don't even know where the impulse comes from for this crazy group. How would you think? I know I, I, what I love the idea is maybe you set the bar low intentionally so you would enjoy it even more so. Well, I think it's like for me, everyone loves Loki and I think Loki's great. He's fantastic. It's just not my favorite character. It's not a character that I'm instantly drawn to. So I, I didn't really, and don't get me wrong, I was looking more forward to Loki than I was other random shows. But in that stack of MCU shows, I would much rather see Moon Knight for, you know, like I'm more excited about that. Um, but that being said, there was nothing that really like I, I didn't know what the Loki show was going to be. It was going to involve time travel. But to me, it, it feels like this weird Doctor Who uh, episode uh, thing. It was just so quirky and strange and fun i really enjoyed it yeah yeah i can't uh can't argue there at all uh chad what do you think got your green shirt on very loki no it's not loki oh it's terrible fuck oh, yeah oh, fuck you yeah. possibly even better for keith and that's like the 2003 uh logo too man that's a yeah. deep cut uh, but yeah as far as loki goes i was more excited than keith about it especially after the i guess initial trailer uh, and stuff was coming out where it was clearly about time travel and alternate realities. I'm always a sucker for that stuff in general. So I was already ready for it. I, I mean, I kind of get the trepidation somewhat with the shows because I know that this is, it's a little bit different, but 
we've had WandaVision, we've had Falcon Winter Soldier. They, they've been both been great. But it's the earlier shows, which again was not a part of Disney Plus, like Shield, Inhumans, uh, they haven't been like Inhumans. I don't even want to talk about that. Shield was fine. It, it didn't blow me away. I couldn't even keep watching. I can't remember. Maybe I stopped after the first season. Maybe the second. So it's not that it's their track record is they're batting a hundred when it comes to TV or th- whatever a thousand when it comes to TV. So I can see how maybe you could be a little, you know. But Tom Hiddleston is Loki, so I feel like there's going to be some good stuff no matter what, just because he is the, to me, embodiment of Loki. He is perfect casting. He's amazing. Um, And then he has time travel. So, yeah, I was excited to see it. And uh, I enjoyed the show. I'm not ready to say that it's my favorite of the other two, just because there's got to be, I I need some more. It was definitely quirky. I loved the whole TVA, the agency. I loved all that. Um, but I almost, I think it maybe is only six episodes, I think. Yeah. yeah. If it was more episodes, I would almost would rather them release maybe the first two episodes at once so that I could get more into it. Because, I mean, we were just, we're building the world. That's about all we did in this episode. A lot of just a lot of world building, which is fine. But I'm ready for the next step. What's next? Let's go. So, and I'll say it's enjoyable. And as much as the world building they did, the the arc that Tom Hiddleston took in one episode, he went from moments before being king of the world to literally minutes before this being the shit beaten out of him by the Hulk, captured by the Avengers, and then bam, he's at the TVA. It's it's the the time frame is bizarre what he went through. And in that day, thinking he's a god. He's unstoppable. These people are subservient to him to this amazingly portrayed journey where by the end of it, he's a little kid on the ground sitting literally with his knees bent, realizing that the world is so much bigger that he doesn't know that he's powerless, fucking powerless, where I I think the word is, I think he says the TVA is formidable. And like, it was so broken and so beaten yeah. that it was just it, the casting of Tom Hiddleston. I was talking to Chad earlier and I said, you know, it's got to the point where I, I think, I think they've done a great job in the entire MCU. I, you know, obviously some more than others, but to the point where not, there's not MCU where Johnny Depp took J- Captain Jack Sparrow and made something unexpected yeah. and Downey literally launched the MCU with, allowing his personality to you know to start to become him this hiddleston's loki i mean is always fucking great i i think he has a better understanding of the character than sometimes the character is written like i feel the the first thor film and and i hate to say it because fuck him but the joss whedon versions of loki are written extremely like those are spot on like loki is that conniving sniveling guy who's going to use words like quim you know what i mean um and i feel like as much as i love thor ragnarok i feel he was sort of not written as well um at least dialogue driven you know uh within that film and even here, I feel like it's struggling between the different Lokis that we know, but consistently 
Tom Hiddleston, he knows that character. So he can still pull it there. To me, my favorite moment is this small particularization, as Stella Adler would call it, of this moment that means so much to the character, but seems like a trifle, maybe, if you're not paying attention, when he finds the Infinity Stones and they're just junk. So it takes it takes everything he's been searching for, what he thought was his avenue to success, and simultaneously on a meta level, takes 23 fucking movies and says, you thought that was power? Get the fuck out of here. That's nothing here. Like another man's trash, another man's treasure, you know? And yeah. it's just literally just when he when the guy goes, Oh yeah, so so the guys use them as paperweights. <laughs> Yeah, we get a lot of these here. They're like tchotchkes. They're like little bullshit that they hand out. And that's that's the moment that breaks him. And you just oh, yeah. see it on his face, like that disbelief. And it was, yeah, he, he did phenomenal. And also just watching him watch his mother. Oh. Yeah, it was great. I was telling this to Chad earlier. Just watching him watch his future and realize that everything he's done in his mind is is for naught because he doesn't achieve anything at all. He is the cause of his mother's death. He dies, not majestically, he dies pathetically. Like just like somebody holding a bug and just dropped. And it's, and he finds out from Mobius that no, he fails at everything. He's actually the reason other people succeed. Yeah. He, he's, he's what people step on to, to grow. And it's like, I mean, just slap, 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 slap. You're like, and so, oh. oh, just throwing into your face your poor nature. But I also want to say that I feel almost across the board. I think there's like one performance that I thought was sort of like a, a block of wood. But everything else was just like Owen Wilson was fantastic. Oh. He had that moment even of like, I am smart. And his, his I know, yeah. so like a threat, but also cautious and just, it was perfect. And I love the lady from Lovecraft Country. She's awesome. always phenomenal. It was great to see her in it. Um, yeah, I just really, really dug it. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I dug, go ahead, Chad. I was just saying, you know, back to the, uh, in the comics, the way they do the Infinity Stones or gems in the comics is the, the gauntlet doesn't work in like alternate realities. Yeah. The, those stones only work in your reality. So you could have the infinity gauntlet, but if you're in an alternate reality, it's just junk. It's so that's, you know, yeah, yeah it's kind of like that. And that's like y'all were saying when he saw that, that, that is the moment where Loki was like, oh my God, you guys are super powerful here. This is the most powerful place in the world or whatever, you know, ever or something like that. But yeah. So yeah, I thought that was just super cool that they just had them laying around like that. Yeah. And just to, just to backtrack to what we said before about the other shows, when you brought up Shield and Humans, you know it's so funny because I don't, I completely since Feige has taken over control of all the uh, the creative media, I I don't even associate though there was crossover a little bit. I don't even look at Shield, certainly not in Humans. Good lord, as 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 even part of this. Though as much as I would love to see them reference Shield a little bit, and I'm glad they showed. They showed Coulson his death in one of the things. Um, you know, I, I was thinking more of just what Feige controls as far as it, it, that he's exec producing on, uh, like Loki, you know, WandaVision, uh, Falcon. I, I think if they were going to make Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. canon in this new iteration, whatever, that would have been the moment. Yeah. That would have been the moment. saying that earlier to me. Yeah, good yeah. point. Yeah, because even when Loki was like saying something like, uh, when he was talking about Coulson, he was like, yeah, big deal, he died you know 
then you know Owen Wilson could have just even said like, well, wow. like in his own Wilson, well, wow. and then that's it. <laughs> so yeah, they didn't even you know, yeah, like allude to it or anything. It was funny though, Chuck. The budget on this—they're really sparing no expense because every Avenger is in this, including you know, you know, Odin, including Frigga. God only knows who else is going to be in this show uh, down the line. Good lord. Uh, yeah, but but it's also like I thought it was very clever the way they did all the Avengers because I mean that's obviously they just used footage, but then they shot new footage just a close-up of Loki though. Right, <laughs> like looking around. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I see your filmmaking tricks. <laughs> yeah. I thought we were going to see Tignataro for a second, you know, in there, the way they were. Oh, wait a minute. She's in the Avengers now, too? I don't remember her from the movie. They shot so much footage of her, they're just passing it around, which is great. <laughs> and uh, it was funny. I'll tell you this, you know, each show I, I enjoyed – you know, and again, each show frustrated me a little bit to certain things, but whatever. You know, we all have our nitpicks, whatever. This show, cinematography-wise, looked like I wanted to see this on a big-ass screen. This yeah. looked like Ragnarok. This looked like I'm trying to think. It just looked massive. This the scope of it. I think it's the production design a lot, like because oh. it's, it's very Kirby esque in in everything that it's doing. Absolutely, it's also trying to find its footing. And again, it reminds me of like a modern Doctor Who incarnation with the way they're trying to put their own tone on it and create that universe uh, amongst the Marvel universe. I saw Terry Gilliam all over this thing. I yeah, mean, I could see that too. I mean, it was yeah, I had some Brazil vibes as yeah. I was, you know, watching that for sure. And the director, she's only done like. I think two shows and then everything else is short films. Um, she directed the whole thing. She directed all six episodes of this, the whole arc. Yeah, she's um, just just phenomenal. Just it's stunning. It's absolutely stunning. And we literally got no action in this and I didn't need it. I was so wrapped up and enthralled. I'd heard some other comments and, and reviews about it, how people thought it was a little pacing-wise was slow. I, okay, you start off in the Battle of New York. I'm like, I, what happens? Good Lord, that's next, bam. Let's go. And it was fascinating to me. Plus, I, I, I didn't expect action from Loki. I expect yeah. trickery. I expect, you know, yeah. his wits. That's his power. still fights. They're still, they're gonna, you know, you expect him to have to over. I, just, I, I loved the mental chess, just the going back and forth, just the him trying to figure out what the hell this place is and just everybody sort of analyzing him. It was just, it was just, it was a very, I just thought it was just a tremendous. Well, I thought it was a like a very clever device with the way they revealed his future to him, if you even want to call it his future, because he's a variant. But we we know what's in store for Loki. And we know this guy's off the timeline, so he's not the, he hasn't went through the things that we've saw him go through. We haven't seen him, like, you know, team up with Thor and sacrifice himself to Thanos and all that. We, we saw that, but we know that's not the Loki we're watching. But the fact that he gets to see it, yeah. he kind of gets to go through it as well. Yeah. So he is – almost but not really the thor we've watched the entire time yeah so it was very clever how they did that i thought agreed the only part i dislike is uh i wanted the db cooper stuff to be a part of the story itself and not just a cutaway gag um but it was still cool you know everything else about it that's just me nitpicking you know it's so funny i said the opposite to chad earlier i go i'm glad the db cooper thing was just a throwaway because i know I didn't want them to venture off on some kind of weird ass thing. I just love the fact that that was just two God children was all the time in the world. 
he lost a prank. He lost a bet to Thor. He had to go yeah. do it. The fuck with the humans. I just thought that was fun. Um, to each their own. Um, I, I think, I think, <laughs> I think Marvel plays fast and loose with the rules of the world. And yeah, of course. I mean, which again, I, that I'm fine with in, in the sense that the same way the writer after Endgame or, or Infinity or however it was, how when they interviewed the writers Marcus and McFeely about time travel, it, was, it must have been after Endgame. They said one thing, and then they interviewed the Russo brothers, and the Russo brothers said something totally opposite. So they weren't like the directors and writers weren't even on the same page describing the science, this quote unquote science behind their time travel. This this time variance authority is they're picking and choosing their uh, their anomalies and their variants. Because mm-hmm. I was like, because well, like Loki said the same thing about blame the Avengers. I'm like that was supposed to happen. I'm like that was supposed to happen. <laughs> okay, but I think that's going to be a key thing. Like I think they're going back in time and how they solved it is the seed planted for for the future big bad guy like i think that's which will tie into who the tva is is my thought mm-hmm. okay. well, you know i was thinking at the end of this one when you know they were talking about the the big bad that uh it's killing the other time agents or whatever and loki we need your help to go get this person or whatever I thought just because of the rumors that you've heard and things that, you know, the next big bad might be Kang. And obviously if it's a Marvel and it's time travel, Kang could be involved. So when the fact, so when they said, you know, the guy we got to go after is you, I was like, that's weird. Cause I really thought it was going to be Kang. That doesn't mean that it's still not Kang. Yeah. You know, Owen Wilson could be lying. Mm -hmm. Uh, They could think it's Kang. I mean, Loki and it's really Kang. I mean, and Kang has been, you know, throughout the marvel universe he's been different people anyway yeah so who knows how they're going to eventually do the story plus there's, you know, a, there's a main you know one of the stories in the comics is that the time lords are actually from the end of time and sent back to the beginning of time to monitor to make sure that they exist so they're sustaining their own existence you know what i mean so it might be one of those things where we get really cerebral and, and part of why that's possible is because of Endgame and all that, or Endgame gives birth to Kang in some capacity. And then he went back to the beginning of time to ensure, you know, one of those things. And maybe the other Loki, the variant Loki that's killing everybody is actually a heroic character who's trying to free us all from the Time Lords or stop Kang or some shit like that. Um, I don't know. I wonder if, uh, too, because, you know, rumors and stuff i wonder if the variant loki is female loki yeah that's what i'm thinking too which one i, I know last week you said which loki a uh, female loki oh maybe yeah possible possible because what the rumors are there's there's quite a few loki's in this right i mean right. the kid loki maybe you know so so as soon and, as i saw that kid in this episode i'm thinking is that kid loki that was my first thought well what are the uh it was i don't think it was the training video it might have been a sign or something but it was like are you a variant? And it was like a stick figure of a normal person. And beside it was a normal person, but the head was a triangle instead of a circle. And then beside it was like a different type of head. So they're just showing you like, to me, that's just like a variant. It's not just someone who's off the timeline. You may be a different version of you too, based on what happened. Yeah. Oh, it's wild. That's, 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 that's pretty wild. And, and not even know it. What was uh, Invincible? The first episode of Invincible when the, the bad guys, like the, the twins, one of them didn't know that he was the, 
the clone or the variant of the other one. Yeah. That was interesting. You know, later in that though, they they kind of allude to the fact that they kind of know that they all might be clones, but we just don't talk about it. So we act like that we are that I'm not the clone, but we're probably all clones by now. That's yeah. kind of like the where it goes with that. It's so funny. And, and you know, it's funny that the self-doubt that that put into when Loki had to walk through the robot machine. He's what like, I am a robot. <laughs> what if, like, was, people don't know if they're a robot or not. Like, the, the self-doubt that immediately kicked in. Like, what, what, what if I am a robot? I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> what happens when I walk through? You'll fry <laughs> from the inside out. So, you know, it's funny. The one thought thing moment. that I didn't find believable is after he said that and he walked in, you know, the guy's like, well, it'll fry your insides and you'll die if you are. And so he walks in and this light and sound just goes right on him. I thought if that would have been me, I would have screamed right then because it certainly looked like, oh, crap, it's turned on. I am a robot. And he just looked at it and I was like, I don't know. I feel like he should have screamed. <laughs> I just, I just love, he's so good at going from just the cockiest, just his, we were talking earlier, his comedic timing and, where Paul Bettany just recently got to show that off in WandaVision. I think, you know, he's shown, he's had opportunities to show it throughout some of the movies, but this one episode alone, where going from the cocky, just him in that one room, just searching for the ticket. Like, I did, I, that was, that was, that was awesome. Such a good moment. Such a, a very, very funny moment. Just uh, when, when he threatened the whole thing, when they had, he threatens to gut the guy like a fish, and the guy's like, "What's a fish?" I mean, just that whole reaction. What a fish is! <laughs> I just get my desk. I'll kill you! <laughs> I thought it was funny when he brought a tesseract in, and that guy asked him, "Like, what is this?" And he's like, "It's a tesseract." And he walked off, and the guy says something like, "That's a stupid name." <laughs> yeah. so stupid. It's just. So funny. Just the whole thing about the way it was laid out was very, very funny. Very Brazil, Terry Gilliam. Just again, uh, um, uh, Doctor Who. It's just very, very, just a great vibe, a great feel. I, yeah. And again, beautiful to look at. When they were walking in the hallways in the city, and he's like, this is, this is an illusion, right? Certainly, this is not a real. Just the awe and just unknown uh, as he slowly, incrementally breaks down to just this weak, broken down thing. And all you can realize now is you could think the next six, five episodes are building him back up to something amazing. You would have yeah. imagined. And that's gotta be what's coming up. Whatever the, whatever they're going after, I, I again, I don't know. Or do I, um, um, you know, it's, uh, I think the journey is gonna be a lot of fun. Mm. A lot of fun. It was, it was great. I just, I, again, well, I want to see how they, if they explain if they explain the rules a little more clearly, or if they just say, "Ah, eh, fuck it, <laughs> just this is what we do. Eh, love it or leave it, and you'll love it." And you know, we don't have to explain everything. So there you go. But I think I think Quicksilver will be in this, and I think it will be from the X Men. Okay. Well, you know, it's funny on Twitter today. Uh, I try to stay off social media whenever one of these shows is like premiering and stuff, and I forgot. And I got on social media, and Magneto was trending, and I was like. Just I just had to look. I was like, is this because of Loki? Surely not. Yeah. And like the first few tweets was like, I'm sure people saw Magneto was trending and thought it was because of Loki, but it's not. It's because of this lady saying that if you get the vaccine, you're magnetic now or something. It was <laughs> something so insane oh. and crazy. Oh. But yeah, I was like, Magneto, is he in Loki? Because he's trending. 
Hold on a second. There's a metal canister next to me. Hold on. Yeah. I got nothing. I got new. It's too bad. Yeah, that sucked. I would have been really excited. It's just harder than I guess. Man, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Uh, but uh, the show is great. Looking forward to it. It's uh, every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. The next five Wednesdays, which which is which, and this yeah, this has got me. I just so excited about this. And again, I know I think I said that about the. I was looking for. I mean, I, I really enjoyed Wandavision. Really enjoyed Falcon Winter Soldier. I love this. I I was. Yeah, just, I love this one. I just, yeah, I can't wait to watch it again. I'm, and I didn't go back and watch rewatch the other ones yet. I'm. I want to watch. Though I did watch those episodes twice to talk about it on here. I didn't go back and revisit the show after that. Um, I'm gonna. This one is going to be repeat viewing just to just to look at the, just the production design. And- I like the way he's going to finish one division 19 times, but still hasn't finished watching Invincible. You know what I mean? Like- he's like 20 minutes into episode two of Invincible. Uh, I think it's episode four, actually, right? Oh, God. Okay. Up. Um, <laughs> I'd rather talk about Mayor of East, East Town. I can feel it. This expectation from people be something I don't think I'm good enough to be. Hey! They think you're a hero. Phil, I'm a fool. You're a lot of things I don't like, but you're not a fool. It might be a good thing to step away. I know what you've been through, and I know you're worth saving. Recommit yourself. I'm gonna find out everything. Everything. That was great. We haven't talked yeah, was about good. that yet. I mean, are we done with Loki? I mean, we're never yeah, going to be done with Loki, but that was just spectacular. Uh, Mayor of Easttown, we all watched that. So Yeah, so, you know, before we get into Mayor of Easttown proper, the beginning of the show has spoilers. Uh, are we going to not spoil the main thing of Mayor of Easttown? Are we going we to spoil it? I mean, it's... Okay. Spoiling. Yeah. Okay. Fuck them. We're spoiling okay, it, guys. So- I know it says at the beginning, we are going to spoil this shit out of Mayor of Easttown. Awesome. Take it away, Keith. Yeah, I loved Mayor of Easttown. I thought it was great. Oh, since we're going to spoil the shit out of it, it was the kid. The kid did it. Um, so go and get that out of the fucking way. So I love Mayor of Easttown. I love a good detective story. And this had great characters. It had an accent that the entire time you just wanted to pay attention to, like that Delco accent. It surprised me. It depressed the fuck out of me. Um, I love Kate Winslet. I love uh, Julianne Nicholson. I think is her name from Law and Order: Criminal Intent. Quicksilver from the Fox Universe. Guy Pierce as not a fucking bad guy was amazing. Um, Silk Spectre uh, was phenomenal as always. Um, yeah, I just fucking I dug the shit out of the show. It was dark and and just gripping. Yeah, that's my thought. Just the the, the setting of that town was one of the most bleak. Uh, the whole town felt like a prison to me literally like you can't escape you're you're stuck here it's under the dome it's just this we'll never get the if you're born here you let you're dead here you're just that is it you just go in anywhere be miserable (laughs) to me it really was the setting of like of a uh of a of a i'm going brain dead right now uh stephen king novel just yeah, well, that's funny you that's say that because Stephen yes. King became a huge fan of the show and started like live tweeting as he's watching. He it. called it. Yeah, he called it. Yeah, and he's like, I on the fifth episode, he's like, I love everything you're doing. I don't think this guy's the killer. Like, just, so Stephen King, like binge watching your show is sort of a compliment. I would think. Yeah, it's 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 awesome. Look, 
is is there any doubt Kate Winslet can do anything? God almighty, dude. I mean, just not a false note. You just wouldn't know she was British and watching it. I mean, everything about her, just this, just walk lived in. She just lived in this town forever. And yeah. just, uh, just everything about her is tremendous. Um, the casting was top to bottom was great. I love the fact, you know, just casting Guy Pierce. you assume he's going to be pivotal, pivotal, pivotal in the storytelling. The fact that he was a red herring was awesome. That he was just the schlub of a, a, a schlock writer who hit it once and love interest and then the whole time I'm going Guy Pierce is the killer he, he's the one who did it he's gonna come in and not a th- and nothing to do with anything yeah. other than giving her giving her a little bit of hope for the future and which then was, taking uh, it away yeah what's that <laughs> and then taking it away oh yeah just I'm, I gotta leave I gotta go I got a job another school fuck you anyway um just just uh yeah just tremendous and again from week to week I just guessing it's like just juggling, just juggling. Who's I don't know. From week to week, they made everybody a prime suspect. Anybody yeah, the, could have done this. The joke was in this town on that night, not one person was home. I'm sorry, home from twelve to three in the morning. Nobody. Nobody. Nobody was at their house. Nobody everybody, at all. That way they can all they, they can all be a suspect because yeah. nobody was there. Because the, the that show was so was funny. like depressing Twin Peaks. That's what the show was, and and it was and it was great. I loved it for every fucking part of that, you know. And then you know, y'all talking about Kate Winslet. She's amazing. There's no doubt as far as that goes. I almost felt like that I was like watching a documentary at times because I forgot it was Kate Winslet. She was that person, like definitely. It was unbelievable how. Yeah. To me, like Rob said earlier, she was that role. Yeah, because she allowed herself to look like a dick sometimes and to be a jerk sometimes and have all these flaws and and it wasn't about ego it was just about i love the story that's come out about how the studio wanted to edit out some of her stomach and she's like fucking you're not doing that or i'm taking my name off of it um and that's incredible like because she wanted it to feel raw and and it did it felt realistic and and everyone was in a bad situation and it was heartbreaking always um yeah it was just it was great it was super fun uh just the way she smoked on her fake puffed on her fake cigarettes to try to get off the cigarettes and just everything about it was just it was just raw it just felt cold it was just uh, it just uh just spectacular uh gene smart i mean you know she's been around a long time i mean obviously designing women was when i first became aware of her but what she's done the past four five six years Watchmen, and then uh, um, I always forget what's the, what was the show that was on Hulu? Um, it was FX. I'm sorry, FX. The one about Magneto's son, Legion. Legion. Legion, where she was sort of the the main who kind of ran the uh, ran the group. Just don't think it's Magneto's son, though. Even though Keith and I, yeah, I thought it was. Like, I thought it was. I thought, you were talking about. I thought. I thought. He, I thought in the lore was Magneto's another Magneto's son, but I could obviously I could be. He's Xavier's son. Xavier's son, gotcha. Magneto That's Professor son. X, Rob. Professor Mag- X is Xavier. Magneto's son would be Quicksilver from. Yeah. I knew that. And the one from the X Men universe, which was in a WandaVision and also in Mare of Easttown. Well, oh, speaking of that, I cannot believe that they killed him. I was shocked. So quickly. Me too, man. Oh. I remember watching I was like, that. He's scene not really thing. dead, is he? Like, he's going to be moving here in a minute. And then 
she's running around the whole house. I was like, he's going to like stumble up and save the day or something, right? No, I'm just... thinking, it looked like they shot him in the face, though. He's <laughs> yeah. not gonna get it. it looked like they went in his eye. That's what it looked like. I was like, is he going to get, he's not, de- this This is not going to be believable if he gets back up. He didn't get back up. He's dead. Yeah. That's not good. I was, I don't know who I was telling this the other day, though, but it's look, it's 2021. How many times are we going to have to watch a show, no matter how good it is, where the lead fucking, ca- any character, subdues someone who is trying to kill them with a gun and then runs away and doesn't take the gun? How, what? Stop it. Just get, get, finish them off. You can finish them off two minutes later anyway. Just fucking do it. Be, be the smart character. And be the Rob, smart character. Rob knows about finishing him off. Listen. Thank you, Rob. We... <laughs> I want to see a happy ending. Oh, no. Hey, here we go. <laughs> no, but I thought it was, I thought it was uh, for all of its flaws of that one time when she didn't kick the gun away. Um, I thought it was... <laughs> <laughs> Out of what? Uh, seven plus hours of... Uh... Screen time. That three seconds. Ruined. Ruined. <laughs> that was great. Was yeah, I thought it was awesome. I thought it was incredible. Yeah, big thumbs up. And again, a nice job of just, you know, hinting at the at, at the attic, but not going in the attic till the end, and just yeah. again, just, just tying up all the all the loose all the loose ends. I and I love not showing me what's in the attic. I don't need to know that. I just need the important things that she went up there. Like that's that's good storytelling. I think I, I really think home box office is going to be a major player in, uh, well, uh, in cable TV coming up down the road. And I think your stuff's going to be dynamite. I think the name's changing, isn't it? What? How why would you change it from home box office? Well, I think with Warner Brothers Discovery being the new country, uh, the new company, I think they're going to. You sound it. like you're from the future. Time variant authority is going to come mm-hmm. grab you because you know about that shit. Um, I can't wait for the next show. I've just been a big fan of HBO yeah. Max. Thank God. Thank God I get it. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, you know, I, I, I take and I take and I take and I give very little. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's what I do. Um, <laughs> I just, I feel like just like, like, uh, I don't know if the word leech is correct. <laughs> Maybe it's leech. <laughs> when it comes to Keith and his, and his, and his predilection for like just gathering all the streaming services, all the streaming services, and I just got like the full moon, fi- uh, uh, full moon pictures one as well, so I can watch all the shitty horror movies. Oh, you just made that up. That doesn't even exist. Don't you have uh, like the Peloton streaming service, but you don't even have a Peloton? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just it's pretty big lakes that you're riding by. It's it's awesome. Um, so Mayor of Easttown, watch it. It's a yep. good show. You can binge it now. Keith and I had to wait a week between each episode, which is... God, it was rough. Like back in the early days. I, I didn't wait a week no, because no. I didn't. I like started it after it was already completed. So You binged the shit out of it. You watched it in two days, right? Yeah, it might have been three, but yeah, it was like two or three days. It was like basically over a long weekend. Yeah. yeah it's a good... It's a. Look, it was it was satisfying over the how many seven I think it was seven episodes right it was Something. satisfying yep. over seven weeks and it was it would be a satisfying binge yeah. watch it watch the gene I think during award season next year it's going to be a playa a playa mm-hmm. I think it's going to be up for a lot I think Julianne yeah. Eagleson supporting I think Gene Smart supporting I think Winslet lead and then again I wouldn't be surprised if there were other uh, 
if there are other mentions on it. I thought what's his name from The Office was great too. I mean, he wasn't in it as much, but he was fantastic. Uh, the uh, her ex husband was great. Oh, he was great. You're absolutely right. He was great. They, and they were all good. The daughter. I mean, they're all they're all yeah, playing. The daughter well. was phenomenal. I didn't think about. It. And I, two of the actors who I, I I haven't seen before who I thought were phenomenal, and I realized that after I realized how much I fucking hated them, was the kid who thought he was the the, the baby's father. Yeah. Was yep. a. Dude, but when I realized that I how bad I hated him, I was like, "This guy's doing an unbelievable job." Yeah, and, and then, then his girlfriend, the redheaded girlfriend, who I wanted yep. to fucking strangle, and I realized, "Oh my god!" I mean, that's her job. Yeah, that pissed me the hell off, and I was like, they, they, "Those two are killing it, yep. absolutely killing it." So, uh, uh, big thumbs up, high recommendations um, from uh, from the crew here. Um, what else we got? What's going on? I got no notes whatsoever. What well, you know. <laughs> Since you know, Rob, since you might be leaving, uh, we can talk about this because I don't know if Keith saw it, but uh, those who wish me dead, you got a weapon in your age. I have a pretty sharp axe. Pray this, I didn't do it. I uh, I don't know how to get us out of this. Fire's gonna be here in about an hour, that should get us out of did not see that but you guys go ahead yeah i saw it yeah once you once, yeah. you, once you launch i'll jump in so you know i thought it was fine it it didn't blow me away or anything like the angelina jolie was fine yeah. uh i really liked the dude uh i can't remember his name now but the guy who plays the punisher oh, right. yeah, yeah that's it yeah he was he was great in it yeah um some of the action uh was really good though i thought you know some of that was good and it was uh bloodier and more violent than i thought it was going to be so but at the end you know when it was showing like the fire you know in some movies and things like that fire looked horrible like as far as a special effect or something like this so i don't know what this was but it legitimately looked like they burned down a forest for this movie it looked so real to me that i don't know what they did or they didn't do but it that looked incredible I find fire disturbing as hell. And it, it, it's such an intimidating thing, especially when it's done well on camera too. Um, this, this was shocking to look at. It was, it was, it, it, it was scary. The fire was actually scary to me, what they were going through. Um, yeah, the movie was fine. It, it's worth, it's worth a watch. It's a, it's, it's a great, no. Um, who, who, who wrote and directed? Was it Scott Cooper? Was this a, uh, who am I? The guy I mean, did Yellowstone. Yes, that guy that you like. I get Ty- Taylor, maybe. Yeah, Taylor. Uh, Tyler. Tyler. Oh, what's that for? Tyler Perry. Uh, Stephen Tyler. Uh, uh, Tyler Yellow Ribbon around the old oak tree. Which one are we talking about? Uh, it's written and directed by. Oh my God, I can't find anything. Taylor Sheridan. Taylor Sheridan. Taylor Sheridan. Yeah. Um, this was fine. I, I I don't think it's it's uh I don't I don't think it's. You know, in, in the, at the top of his uh, filmography, but it's, it was fine. You know, it's good cast. You know, Berenthal, I love him playing the more vulnerable. Uh, it's nice to see him doing so- the softer. Not that he wasn't a tough guy or formidable, but he was certainly a much more vulner- uh, vulnerable, softer-spoken, gentle human being in this. And there's a moment where I started thinking, you know, it'd be great if if you could, if you could have characters, if you could have actors change the characters they played in other movies just to handle a situation. Because there's a couple of moments where I was like, God, I wish he was the fucking Punisher right here. Because there's a couple of bad guys who would chance. I just wish he would just fucking lay waste to these two assholes and just 
go back. That would be very satisfying. His wife was almost tougher than him, you know? Great. What, what, where's she from? What I recognize her from. What's her name? She was great. She was actually, I couldn't place her. And I meant to look her up afterwards. And I didn't. I don't remember seeing her in anything else, but. Very familiar looking to me. Um, but we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll figure it all out. But it's, uh, yeah, again, it's, it's, on, uh, it's on HBO. I think it's still there. I know what HBO Max is doing day and date uh, theater and HBO Max. I'm HBO Max for 30 days. Then it goes through its normal run, uh, whatever it's supposed to do, and then comes back eventually. I think it's yeah, I want to say it's there through the 14th, so not too much longer, but it's still there. Got you, got you, got you. Look, if you like a little action, you like uh, Barenthal, you like uh, Angelina Jolie, it's worth a watch. Yeah, it's it, the best thing I've seen now. Is, is it the worst? Far from it. It's, it's fine. Right. And, uh, I think you'll uh, think it's worth a watch. Thumbs, uh, thumbs medium here. Thumbs medium. Um, well, if you're through blowing Taylor Sheridan, let me well, say this real quick. I watched Army of the Dead. You got no when to hold them. When to hold them. No when to fold them. The movie was dumb as shit. Um, I, I liked... Like, it was okay. It was mediocre, but it suffered from all of the plot holes that Zack Snyder's movies generally have and there were robot zombies for some fucking reason what the fuck was that about the it was a one robot zombie two robot zombies one what, how do you what are y'all talking about i don't remember this there's, there's two- a moment in the movie where when they're in the casino where they're shooting and fighting and one of the zombies kind of gets hit or by something and it scrapes the skin away and all of a sudden he's the, he's a terminator so yeah, there's, there's, there's metal two of those there's one like a hallway where his eyes are glowing blue and they shoot him and it sparks come out and the second one's in the casino when batista's running out and you see he has a metal skull underneath uh, you guys must have watched the snyder cut because i did not see that yeah that's that's the thing it's like all this like i thought to me the the king and queen zombie stuff that was cool that was interesting I didn't give a shit about any person in that movie whatsoever, except for Batista, because I like Drax and the tiger. Those were the only two characters I liked. They're the only ones that had development because literally you're in, Oh, it's a fucking stupid ass movie. Oh, sorry. I'm getting Chad Dowdy pissed off because like your fucking purpose was to go in there and steal a zombie head, which was at the entrance. So just do that and then go the fuck back out and you're done. But no, we had a still. Ah. Mm. I mean, that was certainly true. That there was no need for any of the other crew. The the main guy's bodyguard or whatever he is could have went in with a, the coyote, got the head, and walked right back out. Yeah, yeah. Two seconds. That's absolutely true. From that, you know, from that standpoint. Yeah. But he didn't know he could do that, did he? Yes. He didn't know, he didn't know well, the I mean, opportunity was going to be there right off the bat, did he? That's true, but I mean, like, uh, go talk to the coyote, or you know, talk to the people around there and see. I mean, you could and figure he, that out. When he cuts her head off, they're at the entrance, like they are at the place that they came in at. So he could literally, like, right then, just fucking leave. Um, it's just, yeah, there's, it's dumb. I didn't like. I tell you the part I didn't like um, was when Keith. I, I didn't like when Keith was bitching about that movie because I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, well, what's yeah, name? it kind of ruins it for me too. Now, <laughs> so, so when the asshole, when the asshole guy who was going there to get the head, 
when he's he, he diverts the Latino girl on a different path to get rid of her because she's, yeah. she's pissed off, whatever. And so she she winds up getting in a, in a world of shit, but she almost gets out of it. What the fucking like guy? There's like one of their buddies is just standing there doing nothing. I was like, what is going on here? That's the whole fucking movie is filled with dumb shit like that. Like, how come Batista gets bit and 15 seconds later he's a zombie, but dude that survives takes him five days to fucking turn? No, well, okay, wait a minute. With that, COVID shot. Yeah, that stuff's gonna affect different people different ways. (laughs) That is not how it works. Everybody cannot. Exactly. How can some people could turn immediately? Some it may be days later. Some Keith may even be immune. Actors who are in the Marvel Cinematic Universe turn faster than people who are from the DC universe. I guess so. Is that guy in the DC universe? I'm just making shit up. Snyder debate. I don't know. There's so much dumb shit. Like, why did you need to walk a zombie across those weight censored planks? Uh, when you could just throw something on top of them. You're telling me that heat is what the zombies are attracted to? That's what they're trying to eat? And you're in the middle of the fucking desert and the other zombies aren't eating all of the other zombies in the 104 degree sun? Like, there's just... uh... But you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, you would be the perfect candidate to go in there and survive with your 89 degree body temperature i would they would they would even see you not at all i would just walk straight through i wouldn't even have yeah. to make a sacrifice you could go do it you'd take all the money no go gambling you hang out see a show also the plot was just basically the movie was aliens like almost beat for beat the movie was a copy of aliens as far as the team going in the one guy betraying everybody locking them in all that shit was just fucking straight up aliens anyway i'm done i'm sorry Gotcha. So yeah. the next Zack Snyder movie, Rob, we're going to be counting on you. You have to rant on the next one. Well, I'm not going to rant on Suicide Squad. Well, that's, not, uh, that's James Gunn. That's Gunn. I'm sorry. <laughs> Good Lord. I don't know what the fuck that came from. Zack um, Snyder didn't even do the first Suicide Squad. I know. <laughs> I literally jumped like, come on, nine different things. Plus, Snyder- you know, you're, you're also assuming 100% you're going to love Suicide Squad. You know, maybe you won't like it. You're like, I'm not going to rant on that movie. James Gunn is Teflon. He's Teflon. He gets he gets he gets a pass mm-hmm. for me. Um, uh, I, I think you probably could have said he's always a bullseye. He's always firing. Like James, I, always, I enjoy his sense of humor. So, but, but it's still none of what you're saying makes any sense though, because you're not going to rant on it because James Gunn is Teflon, or he hits the bullseye every time. Whatever you guys want to say, but we're talking about Zack Snyder. Yeah. Oh. So you yeah, immediately jump to, well, I'm not going to rant on that because I love James Gunn, but I mean, Zach, sorry, Zach, your thought process did James not work Gunn's army whatsoever. of darkness was tremendous. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Rob, we need you to rant on uh, Zack Snyder's movie. I love pineapples. <laughs> <laughs> it does Snyder. remind me. I love his music. What? That reminds me that my mother told me that we, uh, Keith, you and I are too mean to Rob. <laughs> it's interesting because Rob's mother said, "Give him a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Give, give him the business. Yeah. Give him the business, Keith. Give him." I, yeah, I had a buddy that uh, he's uh, he's very short, and we always make fun of him about it. And his wife told me one time she was like, "You know, you guys need to stop making fun of him for being short because he's crying on the inside about that." I said, 
thank you for telling me that because now we're going to turn it up a notch. <laughs> right on the inside. Wait till we get it on the outside. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm wow. sorry I couldn't see him crying on the inside. He was so close to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Vicious. Mm-hmm. Vicious, vicious, vicious. Um, I've got like three, four more minutes in here. What do we got going on? Uh, what else did you see, Rob, that we can... What did I watch? I watched another episode of Elementary. Does anybody want to talk about that? No. <laughs> uh, did you probably, probably not going to... Nope. What the hell have I watched? I, I, don't, I don't even know. Did you I'm watch- so far behind on everything. Who knows? Oh. I got shit to do. I got shit to do. I'd like to live. You guys can talk trailers. I've got to bolt and get a couple of things done. Yeah, um, we saw some horror movies, Keith, me and you, so... Yeah. You guys see some horror movies? What'd you say? Uh, Conjuring 3. Uh, Cru- I saw Cruella, Quiet Place 2, and the new Jessica Chastain movie. Ooh, we're going to talk about the trailer for that. Give me a quick uh, Quiet Place 2 uh, thing. So I saw A Quiet Place Part 2. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Like, I feel it's really hard for a sequel to capture the lightning in a bottle feeling of the first movie while still forwarding the story. Um, And I'm a big fan of horror sequels that try to take the movies in new directions. And I don't feel like this is a radical departure from the first Quiet Place, but I feel like it advances the story without giving us the same old, same old. It expands the universe. It gives us a definitive answer of where these things came from. And uh, all the actors are just fucking phenomenal. I mean, it's Emily Blunt, it's Killian Murphy. The Millicent girl who's the lead is just fucking breathtaking. And Krasinski knows how to fucking direct the movie. He does a great, great job. And all that, and Jaimon Hans, who's also in the movie. And it took me this long to even mention it, right? So... I just thoroughly and it's one of those movies that I suggest everybody sees in the theater because the sound mix plays into it so much and he does brilliant things with where you sound and where you take it away um I I, I dug it a lot Chad what did you think about it yeah I dug it a lot too I thought it was super suspenseful and I it almost like didn't let up the entire movie yeah there wasn't like a whole lot of lulls. It was somebody was doing something that was dangerous all the time. And a lot of times to speak, you know, on the direction, it was like parallel danger. Yeah. It was cut so well where it was like three things are happening. They're like, Oh my gosh. And then we cut to something else. Like, Oh my gosh. It was so well done in that regard. What it did do. that was a little bit different from the first movie is, you know, the first movie was very much like, we have to be completely quiet all the time. We have to walk on sand, you know, just to get around. We can't make the smallest amount of noise. And they, you know, change that a little bit in this, that, you know, 
you could actually step on leaves. You know, you were actually walking through the world yeah. without, I mean, obviously you can't make a lot of noise. So they changed that a little bit, but that, that could also be just, that doesn't necessarily mean that they changed the rules. It could be that Krasinski and his family, the first movie didn't know. So they were just being as, as quiet as possible. Yeah. And, and, I, and then, yeah. Plus, in this one, they find like little pockets of places where they can make some noise and have conversations and stuff like that. But it is just by the fact that she's barefoot the entire movie. That alone had me on the edge of my fucking seat because walking railroad tracks and around boats and shit like, yeah, it was absolutely terrifying. But I, I agree with you. I think the simultaneous action sequences that are happening are some of the most heart palpitation inducing scenes i've ever seen like it was just i was nervous the entire time yep and the look on uh killian murphy's face when he comes up on that village was awesome that was acting right there it was so good yeah uh, you just saw everything on his face i'm gonna freeze yeah. you guys right here i have not seen it i don't i don't even want to hear spoilers right now so i'm not even gonna listen to this part of it so i'm gonna i'm gonna bail Okay. You guys enjoy, and I'll talk to you in a little while. Okay. Next time. See you guys. I'm going to go watch uh, a movie. No, I'm not. I'm going to go watch uh, Snyder, the Snyderverse. <laughs> I'm going to go watch James Gunn's The Snyderverse. I'm gonna go yeah. Watch yeah. Find a find a Zack Snyder movie to ran on. Mm-hmm. So, fuck yeah. Army of the Dead. Buffy, Buffy uh, the Vampire Slayer or something. The movie, is the of the Galaxy. I'm going to go watch that real time. <laughs> we can talk about how rob was a dumbass and canceled our uh meeting and all that stuff we talked about it beforehand we had a plan he yeah. said okay that's what i'll do it did the exact opposite the exact opposite um but i guess it's a good place for us to end on uh the whatever show whatever movie we place we were talking about so let's move on to uh the conjuring three the devil made me do it You okay there? Jesus. I think I hurt someone. This is Ed Warren here with Lorraine. All right, let's get started. Premiering on HBO Max. How did you feel about The Conjuring 3? Uh, I liked it, but it was the least of The Conjuring, you know, The Conjuring movies to me. It it was totally, it was not totally different, but different, you know, as far as that goes. it's funny because I actually wanted more different because I wanted more of the courtroom stuff. Uh, you know, okay. I, I just felt like that was such a fascinating thing. You know, again, I told you, I don't like true crime. This is based on a true story. What, a, you know, liberties, whatever you want to call it. I don't, I don't know. But uh, I was really interested in the, the courtroom aspect of it. Yeah. And it was just more of a, a just like, a, it was almost like the, one where they went to find the other dead girl it was like a side quest from a video game. Yeah. You know, it just reminds, sort of reminded me of just, it was, it was, Hey, we're going to go do this. And okay, you do this for me. I'll do this for you. And now we can go further into the, the video game. That, that's what it seemed like. Uh, I love though. Uh, the two main, the two main characters, you know, Patrick and Vera Farmiga. I love them together. Me they too. are great together. Me too. Uh, they're a great couple. And it, it was like a love story. I mean, yeah. that, that's what it was. It was great. So much so that I want, wanted, now I want a prequel of them young. Yeah. You know, 
like the the especially the Conjuring universe, they jump around in time all of all of these movies, you know, or spin-offs and everything like that. So yeah, just do like a prequel when they're younger now. I mean, it doesn't have to be based on their quote real life cases. Yeah. But but it is it, it's sort of the premise that keeps on giving because it's the, they're Mulder and Scully. So you can just keep going as long as you want to because they just keep having more cases. You can give me a younger conjuring TV show on HBO Max, you know, and, and give there me you go. younger versions of them. I really, really dug this one. Um, I, I think my, my buddy Jay Peterson plays the big giant linebacker uh who's running after uh um uh, what's his name and so it was awesome to see him have those two moments as a big monster guy and then Vince Pisani who's a local Atlanta actor who was in Falcon and Winter Soldier as the loan officer um, right. he was the priest in this one um, uh, which was great that was awesome I, I think I like the fact that it was a it was a living bad guy that they were after this time you know um, and that was a cool interesting it, it was almost superhero-esque where it was like her going up against her own uh baron more or mordo or whatever you know what i mean um but I, I dug it i felt myself much more captivated by it than i thought i would be not that i had any i guess i just had low expectations all fucking week um but i i really i dug it yeah i thought it was super fun i wondered where their kids were for the vast majority of it um but but other than that i really I loved I think the best threat ever is when the district attorney is like I don't know that I believe this and he's like well, why don't you come over to our house for dinner and we'll introduce you to Annabelle and see if you believe yeah. like, god damn calm down Ed like, and what was funny is they just immediately cut to they're getting what they want fraternity so whatever he showed them over there worked yeah yeah <laughs> it's funny though you said I mean obviously the x-files reference because you know, I've said before on the show uh, that Fringe is almost like a continuation of X-Files. They mentioned the X division or whatever. And so if you go down that route of Fringe, with well, John Noble from yeah. Fringe, you know, is in this with a, you know, pretty significant role. You know, he's yeah, not. 100%. So uh, that's interesting. Yeah. You and know, I enjoy him always. Connection. Yeah. Um, I, I think John Noble's a fantastic actor. Again, eats tomatoes better than any other actor. I told you, I don't like him. I don't like him because of that. Love that scene. Um, but that's Conjuring 3. Let's go ahead and talk about uh, another uh, thing that we watched, which was uh, Star Wars The Bad Batch. We need a diversion. What we need is a diversion. Is there an echo in here? Yes. What? I'm Echo. Really? Okay, Echo. We need a distraction, and he can help with that. Uh, we're on episode six, just came out. Um, and this episode is progressing the story quite nicely. How did you feel about it, Chad? So we didn't talk, we haven't talked about five or six. No, no. So uh, it's hard for me to remember. Five is the core. Okay, was it like the baby? You know, yeah. that one seemed like a Mandalorian episode to me. Yeah. It seemed very much like an episode of Mandalorian where they get on the planet and this, you know, this person's like, hey, if you want this, almost like, again, like we talked about with side quest, you know, yeah. go do this yeah. for me and you'll, you'll get what you want. So, yeah. uh, you know, it was funny seeing, you know, rank or animation as far yeah. as that goes, yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the body works so differently than I anticipated. Yeah. Them, you know, um, 
but but it's also like uh what's her name rita from cheers is voicing uh, the lizard lady which is cool yeah, you know, that's why in my mind I was like, is that who that is? But I never looked it up. But yeah. that's exactly who it is. It sounds just like her. Yeah. And then uh, episode six took us into a droid uh, factory where we met the sisters from Clone Wars. No. Uh, and there's a big suspenseful, they're working for somebody. Who do you think it is? Sort of. So, again, I these episodes have the same issue. There's no crosshair. Mm-hmm. I want him in there. You know, he's he's a great bad guy let's have some in there i know there's a ton of episodes he's going to be back but so the last season of the clone wars was you know three arcs yeah. it was the bad batch arc these sisters with ahsoka and then the awesome arc yeah. that tied in with episode three yeah i hated the sisters episodes i could not stand those sisters that was maybe the worst arc of all the Clone Wars. Oh, God. With those sisters. Now, there might be a worse episode in Clone Wars, and it might be that I was so pumped that Clone Wars was coming back, yeah. and we just hit the Bad Batch, and I'm like, oh, this is awesome. And then we go into the sisters, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this could not get over fast enough with them. <laughs> so as soon as I heard that voice, and, you know, you couldn't see her face because she was wearing, like, a helmet or a mask, whatever. Yeah. I know what I was like. Oh my gosh, the sisters are in this episode. And while they weren't as quite annoying, I was not feeling it at all. That was not like a nod to the, oh, look, remember these girls? Yeah, I remember I hated them. (laughs) I just think like Filoni's trying to fill the Star Wars universe with all of his characters so that you can't get away from them. Um, I, I didn't have an aversion to the sisters in either Clone Wars or this. They're not my favorites, but I thought it was kind of cool to see everybody team up. And I think the obvious who they're working for is Ahsoka. Like, um, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. It seems like Bad Batch is promising us a lot of different storylines going forward. And how's it all going to uh, tie up? But I think to me, the most interesting one is what's going to happen with Wrecker. Because if the theory is right and Omega or Omega, uh, is a uh, force-sensitive being, is that going to be enough to activate Wrecker's chip? And so you'll have Omega versus Wrecker, which is going to be a heartbreaking moment, you know, if that's what it comes down to. So Yeah. I, yeah, I definitely think his chip's going to, you know, go off or something, you know. And it could be that Ahsoka does appear on the show, and that's, you know, when it goes off, yeah, around her. I mean, it's obviously more heartbreaking if it's Omega, don't get me wrong, of course, because they're more of a family. Uh, but Ahsoka, and it doesn't even have to be an Ahsoka. You know, there's so many episodes, they could run into a Jedi somewhere. Yeah, you know, so it, it could be that, honestly, that his chip is already activated. Yeah. And we just don't see it because he hasn't been around a Jedi to yeah. have to do anything about it. But, uh, yeah, it's interesting how they're how they're playing that with him, how his, you know, it yeah. seems to be malfunctioning. But I, th- I think it's great. I think it's enjoyable. Um, I'm a big fan of the show so far, uh, even yeah. if you have the sisters you hate. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so two things real quick that I saw that I don't think Chad saw. Um, Cruella and Modoc. Um, this is just the section of the show where I tell Chad why he should watch these two things, right? <laughs> One 
Cruella is probably one of the best movies I've seen all year. Like it was entertaining from beginning to end. I did not know where it was going to go. Um, and Emma Stone versus Emma Thompson is just a fucking combination that you need to watch. It's super stylized. It's super swinging 60s of London. Um, and it's just straight up trying to be a prequel to 101 Dalmatians and introduces other 101 Dalmatians characters in weird ways. So you should totally check that out. And then Modoc, uh, <laughs> Wonder Man is in it, played by Nathan Fillion. Um, and from the comics, the demon dude who has his hands are demons who are the like uh, uh Dr. Pandemonium or Dr. something. Dr. Pandemonium like that. has a talk show in it for like two seconds. Uh Modoc goes to Asgard and fucks with some goats. Like it's just ridiculous. It's robot chicken in the Marvel universe, so they're just playing with all the characters. It takes like three episodes for it to kick in really strong, but once it does, it's just a lot of fun. So this is on Hulu, correct? Yeah. And is it like the whole season dropped at once? Is that the scenario yeah. or? Okay. Because I didn't even realize it was out. I think that was the whole thing. Yeah. I'll check out Modoc. And Trail is more of a, uh, if it was free, I would have already seen it. You know what I mean? I'll so I'll check it out at some point. Yeah. Um, but that, that wraps up all the movies that we watched. Let's go ahead and talk about some trailers. Coming soon. Uh, so first of all, uh, I wish Rob was around for this first trailer because I feel it's named after him, and that's the movie Old. What happened to her mom? I don't know. What happened to her? The body has decomposed. How quickly can that happen? Seven years. But she just died. Wait, where are the kids? Trent! Kara! Come here! Hey, have you seen my children? Mom? I'm, I'm right here. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, directed by M. Night Shyamalan, based on a comic book, Sandcastle. Uh, the film, uh, I lost my little place on the thing. Uh, a thriller about a family on a tropical holiday who discovered that the secluded beach where they are relaxing for a few hours is somehow causing them to age rapidly, reducing their entire lives into a single day. Starring Gail Garcia Bernal, Vicky Kreps, Thomas and McKenzie, Abby Lee, who I'm absolutely in love with, Rufus Sewell, uh, Alex Wolf, Aaron Pierre. It just looks like a really fun Alex Swinton, which I think is Tilda Swinton's kid. Um, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it, it, I thought it looks very interesting. M. Night Shyamalan is obviously always hit or miss. Um, how did you feel about it? It looks creepy. I yeah. mean, it looks. Uh well done the the premise is great uh i like the idea um there's a couple of moments in the trailer where i don't like the acting of a couple people mm -hmm. and uh but that's not going to stop me from watching the movie i mean it, i'm definitely on board I'm, I'm going to watch this movie it looks yeah like i said it looks creepy it looks good i'm interested to see what the end game is going to be for it you know how it's all going to work out because i'm not familiar with the comic you said it's based on a comic book yeah i'm not familiar with that at all so i don't have any idea you know where this is going yeah. or what's going to happen with it uh yeah it it does it looks super interesting yeah and i i think in night Shyamalan, whether you like him or not he makes interesting films they don't always work but sometimes you know it, when they're at their best they feel like a a, a good episode of twilight zone so um, and I, I like that feeling. So yeah, he's more hit than miss to me. 
I, I'm I a fan for sure. Yeah, I don't like Avatar: The Last Airbender. Um, no, I don't either. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm here for it. I, I think it look, I love Gail Garcia Bernal, and like I said, I'm in love with uh, the Abby Lee girl. She's um from Lovecraft Country. She's the the tall, white um, drink of water. Drink. Right witchcraft um, it was funny because when we uh, i was watching the trailer with my daughter and at the beginning of the trailer they are reading like the brochure or something at some beach and it's like oh kids are not allowed on this beach right and i i said to my daughter i said well they get whatever they deserve then they didn't yeah. follow the rules that's the way it goes and, and yeah. she was like they deserve to die because i was like yeah they didn't follow the rules sorry <laughs> their fault <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> Uh, speaking of uh, getting what they deserve, uh, the, that's a terrible segue. I don't know how this goes. Um, the next film uh, that we're coming up with, I can't think of a save for it, so fuck it. It's called Infinite. Fuck you guys. I can't do this all day. There's still time. Time. No more time. Leave the faith time. Directed by Antoine Fuqua, uh, man discovers that his hallucinations are actually visions from past lives. Uh, starring Marky Mark Wahlberg, Chuitel Echefor, Sophie Cookson, Dylan O'Brien, Wallace Day, and Jason Manzukas, who I absolutely fucking love. Also, I love Manzukas. Me too. Um, Toby Jones is also in this film. It's basically fucking Highlander. Like, we all can admit. It, it's also got Johannes Hakur Johansson from... Um, uh, when he's in that great Swedish show that has Guy Pierce, the the Innocence, it's a fantastic show if you haven't watched it. Um, but yeah, this is basically Highlander with Marky Mark. Yeah, yeah. So I think maybe in the future you should let me handle the segues because I would probably say, you know, we're talking about Shyamalan, and I'd be like, yeah, like you know, one of his greatest films, The Happening, starring Mark Wahlberg. And oh, speaking really? of Mark really? Wahlberg, yeah, his next film, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was definitely harder, but it was funny because the reason why it was already on my mind with the happening is because there's one line of delivery that Mark Wahlberg does that is very much like the happening to me. It's when they're talking about how, like, you've lived a thousand lives or, you know, you've done this and this. You remember. And Mark Wahlberg, even though we all know now, he's like, you're talking about reincarnation? <laughs> yeah, we got it. Like, we know that's what we've been talking about the entire trailer. It's a birthright. This is. Yeah, he exactly. Born with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We don't. We don't need that, Mark. So, but uh, yeah, it looked interesting. Two attempt Legion Fort looked badass in this. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Also, feel like too when when you're being interrogated and the guy has a gun, and he says, "Every time I hear you say I don't know, I'm going to pull this trigger," and then he asks him something else, and Mark Wahlberg's like, uh, uh, "I don't know. Maybe say I'm not sure." Yeah, yeah. Don't say I don't know. You yeah, don't have to say those the words there because is yeah. it like every time I say I don't know in spirit or in verbatim? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but regardless, if it's in spirit or verbatim, it's definitely don't say verbatim the word then. Yeah, definitely, definitely don't say that. 
I, I wouldn't even tempt it with I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I wouldn't even do that. I would try to steer like the answer is unclear. Ask again yeah. later. Like I would do yeah. some shit like that. Maybe it's possible. Like you know <laughs> something. She's the least. Uh, again, I'm joking about all this, but it looked interesting. You know, like you said, it looked like Highlander. I mean, it was yeah, yeah it was fun. Paramount Plus, I think. Yeah, the thing that interests me the most about it is Antoine Fuqua. Like that's that's the reason exactly. I, I would watch it because other than that, to me, it's like it's a Mark Wahlberg movie, which is whatever. Like I I don't I don't give a shit, you know. Um, I would probably watch it eventually one day when I'm high and just have a lot of pizza. But uh, yeah, so to me. I don't know. We'll see what the future holds, but probably a good place for us to find what the future holds is in our next film, The Tomorrow War. This device facilitates your jump to and from the future war. One minute to jump. Oh, here, buddy. Take that. You just flip it around like that. How are you so calm? Long story. Yeah, ex-military? Yeah. Kind of a short story, I guess. I think that was a little bit better of a segue. Uh, Much better. Directed by Chris McKay, Family Man is drafted to fight in a future war where the fate of humanity relies on his ability to confront the past. Starring Chris Pratt, Yvonne Stravosky, uh, J.K. Simmons, Edwin Hodge, Sam Richardson, Betty Gilpin, Jasmine Matthews, Mary Lynn Rad... I don't know how to say her name. I just called her Mary Lynn. She's a wonderful person. Also, I'm in this movie, and I'm. you can kind of see me in the trailer, so I'm probably not going to talk about it. This is all you. Uh, are you... You don't have to say this if you're not, but are you in the trailer when it shows like the other people that have been drafted or something all standing around? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, so I dug this trailer a lot. Uh, you know, we, we were talking before that, you know, I was a little bit worried about Chris Pratt. Is he going to be Chris Pratt or is he going to be more like straight up action hero? And, you know, you don't know based on the trailer, but I mean, he had some jokes in the trailer, you know, so as far as I'm so I was pleased with that. Uh, the first trailer, which was a tease, really didn't give me any information. But I like this premise a lot as far as, hey, it's a future war, you know, and we're coming back to draft you from the past to come and fight in the future. So I like it. I thought Spatial Flex, you know, looked great. Look, I dug it. Yeah. Like, it's one that will be watched the weekend or week it comes out on Prime. Yeah. For sure. And I think that helps it a lot too, that it is Amazon Prime because, you know, it doesn't add the name recognition, but Chris Pratt, you know, uh, it, he's a movie star and it's, uh, it looks pretty. It looks sort of out of this world. Um, and I appreciate everybody watching it uh, so I can get some royalty checks. Uh, but speaking out of this world, you know, there's several different worlds and one of those is the heavenly one. And that sort of explored in our last trailer for this week, um, the eyes of Tammy Faye. Tammy Faye. What'd you do? Hello, Mother. This is Jim Baker, my husband. Directed by Michael Showalter, an intimate look at the extraordinary rise, fall, and redemption of televangelist Tammy Faye Baker, starring Jessica Chastain as the titular character, Vincent D'Onofrio as Jerry Falwell, which is a casting I did not fucking know I needed in my life, Andrew Garfield, that's right, Spider-Man himself as Jim Baker, um, and a bunch of other people, Randy Havens, who's an Atlanta local who you can see on Stranger Things, uh, he makes it in the trailer on the TV, um, yeah, to me this looks like an Oscar waiting to happen, I was shocked by this trailer and how much I enjoyed it, uh, what, what did you think? 
Well, I did not realize that Michael Showalter directed until you said it just then. So that that definitely doesn't seem like a Showalter type film to me. I don't know. So that's with him. He did. He's he's like a part of like Wet Hot American Summer. You know that kind of troupe. Yeah, he's you know very comedic. Not to say that this might not have some comedic stuff, but this is definitely not. seems like something that he would be doing so that's interesting that, that he did that let me say jessica testing you know obviously by design moments in the trailer look nothing like jessica testing yeah. you, you, i wouldn't even know it was her yeah you it know, took me it, time to figure it out yeah at, at some points it was her but that's the whole point they're showing you the evolution mm-hmm. of how she you know goes and looks that way uh it looks super interesting i am only the vaguestly familiar with the whole thing you know like too young you know i i remember tammy faye as far as the look i mean i remember that i don't remember a whole lot about the real life story yeah yeah exactly so i don't know too much about it uh but it certainly looked interesting and chest pain's awesome you know so this seems like this is a uh a role that she can choose some scenery with, you know, as far as that goes. I mean, even that Minnesota accent was just so strong and so great. And and I'm the same way. Like I tangentially remember Tammy Faye Baker, um, but I don't, I'm not super familiar with what happened, but it also seems like you don't see a lot of movies about televangelists, right. Um, And and much less about showing corruption of Christian churches is not a mainstream film or tackling Jerry Falwell. Uh, which is fucking Vincent D'Onofrio was my favorite actor doing that. That signed me the fuck up for that alone. Right. Yep. Um, so yeah, I just think it's interesting, interesting casting across the board. Um, and yeah, I'm here for it. I think it's it's going to be great. Um, yeah. And then, uh, so I guess that takes us to one. We have a rumor item. a little Fleetwood Mac there for rumors. Get it, guys? I've been doing that joke since the beginning. No one cares. Yeah, and the problem is when you play rumor, we can't even make any money off this podcast. Jeez Louise, dude. (laughs) But (laughs) it has been rumored that uh, the MCU has found their uh, Namor, the Submariner, the Prince. Um, And it is... Let me look for the guy's name again. I just lost it. Fuck. Um... Hold on, I'm trying to find it again. I'm gonna cut all this out. This is gold. This is this is what people come in for. Is the uh... Jesus Christ? How did I lose it? <laughs> I don't know who it is. I mean, I would would you said that in the text? I thought you just meant like that they've basically announced that Namor is going to be in it. I didn't know they really cast him. Yeah, they they announced the cast. It's one of the guys from. Um, uh, I'm just gonna have to do it this way. Fuck from uh, what's that? The Forever Purge. So it's not Josh Lucas. <laughs> no, no. Let me. I'll, I'll tell you his name's super cool. So the rumor is that uh, Tanak Huerta, 
uh, will be playing the part of Namor the Submariner, the Prince and King of Atlantis in the upcoming Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Um, Tamar, uh, he is... Uh, Tena Cuerta is a man of Spanish descent. Um, we've seen him before, or we'll see him in the Forever Purge. Um, he's also in Spectre. He's in uh, uh, Narcos Mexico. Uh, Tigers are not afraid. Uh, Mozart in the Jungle. I mean, he's got a great little IMDb. A lot of uh, Camino. A lot of awesome stuff that he's been in. Um, how do you feel about them going with Hispanic for Namor? So, you know, I'm looking at him on IMDb and his main IMDb picture. You pull that up, you give him pointy ears. That looks like Namor to me. I can see that for sure. Yeah, totally. I'm totally. I have, I have no idea about, you know, like his acting. I don't remember him in Spectre. So I don't know if it was a big role or not. Yeah. Obviously haven't seen Forever Purge. So I haven't really seen him in anything. But as far as the look, he's got the look. That's for sure. Those eyes, I think, are perfect. You know, I sort of like I, me. I half expected them to go with an Asian casting, but this still totally makes sense. I mean, Namor isn't really human, so you can do anything you want with him. Um, but yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, his, I'm, his mother's blue, so yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, I'm I'm on board with this. This sounds great to me. I'm just excited. Yeah, to see him. yeah I'm a, I'm a big fan of Namor. I like him in the Marvel comics in general. He he's one of my favorite i don't know if it's villain because he's not always a villain he's a hero probably more more often than not but, but he's I, i'm a fan of him. i like him a lot I like, I, I like uh i like douchebags that still save people yeah, yeah. you know what i mean 100 um and and that's you know we thought that's why we had rob on the podcast but he's just a douchebag he doesn't do the second <laughs> he doesn't save people yeah. he, he makes our life harder by ending podcast early accidentally yeah so but now we're going to end the podcast right on time uh, <laughs> exactly on time <laughs> so uh chad tell people that was where a they- great segue yeah great segue working on them yeah <laughs> so chad tell people where they can find you i'm on twitter chad 129x and the podcast you can find that on twitter as well mqc podcast nqc podcast and for not quite cool which is a great description of rob prago who you can find at <laughs> I'll beat that out. <laughs> I just gave his email address out. <laughs> uh, hell, his phone number is. Yeah, his social security number is followed by. Um, you probably do have his social security number since he's at your house eating there all the time. Somewhere. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time with another episode of Loki. Awesome. Peace. Let me stop this recording. Not Quite Cool is a podcast recorded in Atlanta, Georgia, in conjunction with Actors Teaching Actors and Bean Dip Productions.